This is Smarter Markets Presents. Join David Greeley as he connects with the leaders at the forefront of carbon and climate at AIDA's North America Climate Summit, an official accredited event of New York Climate Week 2023 and the UN General Assembly 2023. This episode is presented by Base Carbon, sensible carbon investing. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Hello, Melissa. Thank you for joining us on Smarter Markets here at AIDA's North America Climate Summit 2023. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're my favorite podcast, and I'm not just saying that. That's a great way to start. (laughs) (laughs) Like first thing on a Saturday, I'm on it. Well, thanks. Like, I really appreciate that. And I've been looking forward to talking with you because you are doing something near and dear to our heart at Smarter Markets, which is building markets, building market infrastructure at Mstream. And I was hoping you could walk us through a little bit what you're doing in the carbon markets. Thanks. So um, we've actually got a couple of companies. I've got Mstream, which is a tech-enabled brokerage, which is really the foundation customer of the tech company, which is the company I'd wanted, which is Msurge. And that's really focused on digitalization of highly bespoke, fragmented OTC commodity markets. We launched, first of all, in liquefied natural gas. And then from liquefied natural gas, we launched into carbon because the LNG industry was looking at using carbon offsets to promote carbon neutral LNG, which is kind of fallen out of favor somewhat. But this concept of carbon compensating commodities is one that I'm quite passionate about and I really believe is a way, it's a pragmatic way to get to net zero faster. And, you know, like me, you started off in the commodities markets and now you're working in carbon markets. And uh, the word we hear a lot is, of course, digitization. I was wondering if you could walk us through, like, what does that mean in practical terms for people who aren't as involved in it? To me, I see the digitalization challenge across the board as being extensive. You know, people talk about wanting transparency. Transparency is only possible at this kind of scale that we need through digitalization. And that digitalization needs to be done in a way that enables transparency to be fair and equitable across the board and to give open access to everyone to that same data set. So for us, you know, we've been looking very specifically at that buyer's journey. So when someone wants to procure at scale, so one LNG cargo is 250,000 tonnes of carbon. And what we found when we entered the market was there wasn't a way to just easily source that kind of volume and know what the optional prices was. You know, it would take a while if you went to the brokers for them to come back to you with a list after they spoke to people. So where we had designed for LNG a platform to basically organize and structure an order book. So this idea of people, each person taking ownership of their data. So we don't own anyone's data. We ask for the rights to relicense that data out to participants. And so by everyone taking ownership and inputting their data in one place, it means it's much more manageable to then see where the live market is rather than everyone sending their data to a central point and then that central point and that person then having to input it into a system. And you get this issue then of stale orders. So it was pretty much from my own pain point of having to deal with stale orders. You know, you find someone in the market in Asia, they tell you they want to buy carbon credits. You spend the day calling around the world at what's available. By the end of the day, you don't know if they've now sourced the credits that they needed. And you don't know if the first people you spoke to 
have changed their position at all. And have you found participants in the carbon markets more receptive to digitalization than, say, uh, in the other commodity markets? Is there something about carbon that makes it more naturally digitalized? Carbon's been amazing because the provenance of that carbon credit is extremely important. And so within that space, it's a highly proliferated market. People care about where that credit has come from, what the community benefits are, what the SDGs are, where the money's really going back to, all of these kind of additional data points that go hand in hand with the sale of the credit means it's not so simple as just saying, I want this product and this volume and then having these comparable prices. You really have a huge number of data points associated with every single product that you have. And the whole industry is, you know, wanting to transform, it's wanting to scale, and you can't scale without digitalization. And, you know, I like the example of Uber, where when Uber first assessed it's a total addressable market, you know, it calculated what that current demand for taxis was and taking share of that market. It didn't factor in the impact its technology would have if successful on stimulating demand. And I think the carbon market really needs to find its Uber or its digitalization path to really stimulate that next wave of growth and to support it. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about the impact of some of the events of this year on that path to scaling, because you know there was a lot of growth in carbon markets over the past couple of years. This year, it's been a bit more transitional. So there's been challenges in operationalizing the Article 6 markets. There's been challenges in the voluntary carbon markets with media you know, reports questioning reputation and quality on some projects. And I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, how is that impacting how people are using carbon markets and the, the technology and the infrastructure that you're building? You know, I think it's a really exciting time to be in the market and the changes that we are seeing needed to take place. And it was almost like we had carbon market pilot or phase one, and we're now entering a new stage of the carbon markets development, like an extra level of maturity where people have realized that this can be a really good tool at scaling climate finance. It can be a really good tool to redistribute wealth from the developed nations, which have caused the climate impact and the developing world, which is suffering the brunt of the climate impact. And in order to do that, though, the carbon market needs to transform itself in a way that it can be trusted. And if we're going to deploy all this capital, we want to make sure we're getting bang for a buck. You know, And so you've had a number of different initiatives. You've had the VCM, the VCMI, you've had the, um, sorry, the TSVCM initially, and then it's now morphed into the Integrity Council. You've had the rating agencies, you know, I think the rating agencies like Silvera and B0, um, Renosta now, Calix, you know, they're doing a great job at enabling people to get to grips with what is quality. Though I think the market was doing a fairly good job before then. You know, the fact that you've got some credits which are selling at a dollar and other credits that are selling at $30 within the nature-based solution space. And then, you know, if you're in, including direct air con capture, you're going up to like $600 plus per ton. But, you know, so the market itself has been pricing in 
there's quality. But what's happening now is people are saying, actually, we're going to have quality thresholds. And the next generation of credits and the project developers that are coming into this space are raising that bar. And for me, it's not fair that the Guardian articles are honing in on legacy projects. You know, it's like comparing the original Nokia with the newest iPhone and saying it was bad. It wasn't. It was great at the time. But things move on. And I think our understanding of how to put together projects has improved. And, you know, technologies help that. You know, things like improving baselines, that's only come with digitalization. And, you know, at many conferences like this one, a lot of the there are interesting panels, there's interesting conversations in the hallway. I was curious if there's anything, you know, you've heard over the past day or two that you're like, oh, that's an idea that I really want to take home that I think is really worth sharing. So I participated on the CAD Trust panel this morning. We're really supportive of what they're doing. So this is a spin-out initiative of the World Bank. It's a meta-registry that is going to be there to create that infrastructure level that's required to fully operationalize Article 6 trading. And I think that's what you know, a lot of the politicians or people don't understand, where it's great to create these frameworks, but then you need to make them happen as well. And so in order to ensure that you don't get double counting, in order to digitally enable the transfer of credits from one country to another, that requires significant infrastructure that takes time to build. And, you know, um, in terms of, again, enabling that data to then be accessible, at the moment, there's this issue with project developers are having to gather the data, do their projects. They're then having to put the data in a certain format for the registry. They're having to do it for the verification. And then they're having to do it for investors. And then they're having to do it buyers. It's all the same data, but everybody wants it in a different format. And at the moment, there isn't one way of putting that data in and getting multiple outputs. So for us, it's quite exciting that we're going to be able to interact with a system and then create our own interface for our users so they can see the slice of the data that they want. It's great because it must be endlessly frustrating to have to be spending all the time on paperwork instead of having just like the, the technology available to support it. And I wanted to ask you, you know, talked about the Climate Action Data Trust. Are there other, you know, whether it's standards, technology, tools, what do you see as like a big thing that we need to get the markets to continue to move forward and develop? I think it's really about stimulating the demand side now. And I think that comes with building or rebuilding trust in the carbon markets. And so I think, yeah, again, the digitalization piece is critical in building that trust. You know, we're focused on building an in- interface which allows people not just to see what's available, but to take a deeper dive into the projects. And the stage we want to get to is not where the projects are uploading, you know, at the moment they can upload pictures and videos and the marketing materials and the data and the carbon schedules, but a point where the projects which have digital MRV are able to automatically feed the information about their project into our system. We actually like the idea of creating a data lake. And so that data films into a data lake where then multiple different organizations, you know, such as Abex, can then take that data out and use it. That's great. Well, thanks so much for dropping by and sharing some of these ideas with us. Uh, we'll let you get back to the floor and look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. This is Smarter Markets Presents. 
This episode is presented by Base Carbon, a financier of projects involved primarily in the global voluntary carbon markets. Base Carbon endeavors to be the preferred carbon project partner in providing capital and management resources to carbon removal and abatement projects globally and, where appropriate, will utilize technologies within the evolving environmental industries to enhance efficiencies, commercial credibility, and trading transparency. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Base Carbon, sensible carbon investing. This is Smarter Markets Presents. For episode transcripts and additional episode information, including research, editorial, and video content, please visit smartermarkets.media. Please help more people discover the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Smarter Markets is presented for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented on Smarter Markets should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed on Smarter Markets are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's hosts or producer. Smarter Markets, its hosts, guests, employees and producer, Abax Technologies, shall not be held liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based on informational viewpoints presented on Smarter Markets. Visit smartermarkets.media to learn more.